my name is Alex, and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio. Um, before we get into it, thanks to everybody who listened to the episode on Kill Annie. I, like a lot of people who did any content with what happened to Kill Annie directly, wanted to do something that was respectful and that gave me time to consider what had happened and consider the kind of impact it had on me emotionally and the world of anime emotionally because it did but if you haven't listened to that episode it's in the feed it's the one before this one um but i hope you liked it and on that note i am just going to jump right in here this might be a little bit of a shorter one since sometimes that just happens um but every time i say that it goes on forever so who knows but what we're going to be talking about today is less of just a show and more of a crossover property of sorts. Um, and I'll explain how I got to that in the main conversation about that show. And that show is Dot Hack Liminality. people on the internet, I have been taken by a very specific video game. And that video game is Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem Three Houses. And I chose Black Eagles. I chose Black Eagles, like, before the game came out. Because I just looked at the three characters and someone pointed out on, I think it was, um, someone on Waypoint pointed out that Patrick Klepek, I think, on Waypoint, pointed out that Claude that Claude is basically Prince. Um, but Dimitri goes through some shit clearly in the second half by the second half of that game start. I haven't gotten there. Um and Edelgard, she seemed like she seemed like she had a good head on her shoulders, if that makes any sense, because 
I, and I played, um, I'm staring at my 3DS right now, but I played the, uh, the previous Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Faith, that was, like, the Pokemon-style release on the 3DS, where there were, like, three versions of the game you could pay money for, and if you wanted, if you bought one but wanted to pay, play the other, you had to go buy the other, which was really disturbed, um, but, so, I... I've been playing a lot, a lot more Fire Emblem than I should. It's one of the few games I've played in a while that, like, I stayed up all night playing that game. Like, I looked at the clock, I'm like, oh, shit, it's one o'clock. I need to go to bed. But, being as how I have a... <laughs> weekly podcast talking about anime that I have to do, I am going to talk about anime. I'm not just going to ramble on about Fire Emblem, although you should know that Bernadette is precious, and she's my favorite part of the game. Like, helping her grow as a human is my favorite part of the game. Even if that is clearly baked in and she's designed to like make you empathize and want to help her, I don't care. I love the arc that that character seems to have and it is very good. But, um, so on the same track of video games, I, I want to say it, in like the early 2000s, in like the 2005-ish range, there was a, what at the time, what you would call a multimedia property. Something on, on a smaller scale, but akin to something like Pokemon, where Pokemon has, it, it, everywhere, that you would look for something that's Pokemon related, it exists. So if you go, if you want to watch, if you want to watch something about Pokemon, there's Pokemon movies and Pokemon TV shows. Um, if you want to play a card game, there's a Pokemon card game. If you want to play a video game, this Pokemon video game, there are soundtracks to go along with those TV shows and movies, you can live a, like, whole media diet, basically, in the Pokemon universe, so to speak. Um, but Pokemon was not the only game franchise to attempt this. Pokemon is just, by far, probably the most successful, um of the kind of multimedia video game thing. And in that mold, there was a... I, I, I would actually call it, there was a trapped in a game property, an isekai, a like proto-isekai, really, called Dot Hack. And Dot Hack was... It was... A fake MM. It was designed to be like a fake MMO, meaning like, it, in in the grand tradition of the way you would imagine an MMO to be now, that's the way Dot Hack functioned. Except it didn't hook up to the internet, and you were the only real character. The rest of the characters you saw 
were NPCs that were programmed to make you feel like you were in an MMO world. And when I say make you feel like you were in an MMO world, I, the way you discovered side characters ma many times was through overhearing conversations in the world between NPC characters and then like going check it out and countering that unique side character. Um, the way part of interacting with the overworld and with the like different um, like maps you would play on is you would encounter other players that would player kill you. They would act the same as if they would act the same as enemies, but they would basically come at you and like count and player kill you for all intents and purposes. So it's way almost like it was a PvP match that you would lose in an MMO. Um, so there were all these little touches to that game, to that game. Um, but the. The side story of the game is where it got interesting. And if you ever wonder, if you ever thought, like, oh, Sword Art Online is unique, it's not. A, it's really not. A, Log, Log Horizon exists. Log, Log, if you're watching Sword Art Online and you're like, I love this, go watch Log Horizon. And you'll like Log Horizon better, I promise. Um... But Log Horizon and Sword Online both come from the like grand tradition of what's known as an isekai game, a, a, an isekai anime, or like trapped in another world anime. But they also their kind of grandfather is the dot hack property, and. I encountered Dot Hack when I was a teenager, and it it seems so interesting and odd to me because the so the thing that often happens with culture's interpretation of other cultures, and that is that they get something wrong, something's right. You can see this across. All kinds of media, especially anime. I mean, if you look at Italia, Italia is racial stereotypes the anime, and it's awful for it. There are funny jokes, but the, all the jokes are at are at the expense of a kind of racial stereotyping of whole cultures they distill into like one human, which is why Greece from Italia is broke hobo, and why America is kind of a boisterous, blonde, blue-eyed asshole who does nothing but drink soda and eat hamburger all day. Um, but... So, what I'm getting at is, is that Dot, what Dot Hack did, and what video game based animes get to do is they get to pick and choose bits and pieces and create a world that has callbacks to other cultures but because they get to like write the lore and write everything from ground up 
from the ground up, they avoid the kind of like and lots of lots of really well highly regarded anime do cherry pick and borrow from like other from like popular mythology like for example Evangelion is really well known for cherry picking stuff from biblical stories and sometimes they line up but not really and none of them really actually line up they're more of a motif to like prove a point but um basically what these video game animes get to do is they get to cherry pick all the like look and feel stuff and then fill in the gaps with whatever kind of flowery lore they want. And Dot Hack excels at this because they had this it A for reasons I'll get into, it it had this ominous feel to it, like the like there was weight to it. And the reason for that was is it deals with the first and I think ultimately more interesting question that would occur in a case like in the case of something like Sword On Online. So and Sword Online finds a story way to get around this, but I it's still it's less interesting for not dealing with it in the way that they could have. Um in Sword Online the the first episode makes everybody who's in the game stuck in the game permanently. And they do that by, like, an evil scientist breaks their helmet to explode if anybody tries to take them off. And if they try... And the logout is grayed out and they can't log out. And if they die in the game, the helmet will explode, killing them. Um, basically. Like, nuclear components and bullshit. But, um... And I've, I don't want to say I've talked about Sword Online. I may have in a different podcast in a different lifetime, but um, I will get to it eventually, I'm sure. But I may have. You can check the um, episode list because it, I think I talked about Ordinal Scale, actually. I think that's in the episode list um, earlier on. But... Basically, what Dot Hack wants to do is it wants to investigate why people are being are getting stuck in the game, and it does this in a really odd way because Dot Hack, as a media property, ranges from deeply serious and deeply serious to light and playful to we're not even to we're not even concerned we're not primarily concerned with the stuck in a game aspect we just we just have enough cachet with this world now and we can like just have an anime about people playing this game not necessarily about people being stuck in this game um and the way they titled everything was it would be it's a dot hack, and then it would be two front slashes like a website, and then a word. So dot hack liminality is 
really unique because it came, it originally came packed in with the video game itself. So, if you were watching that show, the only way you watched that show was you would get the video game and then there would be, I believe, two episodes of disc. I don't remember because <laughs> I rewatched part of it on Daily Motion because if you're ever wondering if something's streaming and it's not streaming anywhere, it's buried under the pile of shit that's on Daily Motion. I guarantee it. You can, like, find full-length movies, entire seasons of anime. It is the Wild West on that thing. And I have... My pet theory is it is so difficult to search Daily Motion in a way that's effective that no one ever tries. <laughs> um, but... Basically, what Dot Hack Liminality seeks to do is it seeks to tell the other half of a variant of a variant of this of the story of Dot Hack, which is um I think best this is gonna this is gonna be weird so. To connect the dots on Dot .hack, you need to have seen at least part of five properties of in the in the Hackiverse. So it works. Sorry. And what I mean by that is, you need a kind of base level knowledge at a certain point if you're going to explain it. The same way you can need that same kind of base level knowledge for Gundam, which, by the way, another thing that's been taking up more of my time than I expected, um, but less less of my time than I expected, but more of my time than it probably should is the new Gundam, um, what's it called? Gundam Battle Gunpla Warfare, I think it's called. Um, it's a, it's a new iOS and Android, like, Gundam, Gunpla, kit-building, battler game. And that thing is very weird. I've been talking... I Some of you who have listened for long enough, you probably know that when I talk about Gundam, I try and bring on a friend of mine that I've known for a long time on the internet, because he is way more into Gundam than me. And I just, like... I, if I'm going to say a lot about that on this podcast, I would probably bring him on because he'll have a lot more to say than I do, or I'm just like, who are these people? Why am I playing a visual novel? Okay, I get to shoot the robots now? That's great. Wait, what? There's so many different currencies. <laughs> and one of them, I don't even know where it is. Um, But that's been... I, I've been playing that for the past couple days since it come out and appeared on my phone one morning. Um, but the... What I was going to say about Dot .hack is, like Gundam, it, you need a kind of base knowledge because each, each show gives you a piece of the puzzle. E each property gives you a piece of the puzzle. So, in Dot .hack, you... 
they frame it as there's a virus going around corrupting the corrupting the world, and by corrupting the world, it's putting people into comas, based more or less. Um, but in the video game, I think you no longer see those player characters. Like those player characters just get booted out, get forced logged logged out, and then they go and flip into a coma. In dot hack liminality, the characters who go into comas are like their consciousness at least still believe they're playing the game or or is still trapped in the world which is the game that they play that which is the game that dot that you play in dot hack um but so, as you can already see those two concepts don't line up so uh, you need to jump to a different thing i would jump to dot hack sign where there are people being trapped in the game, and there are people, and there is evidence of a character who is stuck in the game and uses this big blobular nightmare mercury monster to like murder people. Um, but what Dot Hack Limin what I like about Dot Hack Liminality is it it understands video games and it understands the look of what it looks like to play video games and what it looks like to be seriously into games and game culture and what it looks like to bring someone into that. And it has an interesting take on how can we tell... it. What it tries to do is it tries to tell the story of people being trapped in a video game without ever showing you the video game. So it becomes less like something like Sword Art Online and Log Horizon. Once again, Log Horizon is the better show. Um, and more like this puzzle box that you're trying to solve constantly. And you're trying to solve with the main character. One of which is a... Um, just a, you get the feeling disgraced but also, like, pushed out because he knows too much. Um, former CEO of CC Corp, the company that makes the, that makes the world, the, the video game in question. Um, and then the other three characters are these three women varying ages from, like, young to just below the, main character's age, who I forget, I forget his name, but he wears a pink shirt and he looks like a doofus. Um, and it becomes this mystery that they're trying to solve, and every episode, you get more of the mystery, and so, like, the first, in the first two episodes with Mai, the first female character you meet, uh, you get, it, it sets up the premise of the mystery, why are people having comas? What? Why did she wake up? What did she hear? What did she see? Where did she go in the game? Um, they also set up. Um, I think his name is Mr. Kuroda. No, that's different. It's a different old guy from a different anime. Damn it! But they set up that the main, the like main guy. 
arguably kind of the main the main character for Dot Hack Liminality. Um, they set up that he is flying too close to the sun and he won't quit because he was in charge of the development of the world and he missed the bug that is now putting people into comas. Um, but in the first two episodes, not only do you get um, the puzzle box, but they also write a really compelling and odd relationship dynamic with the main character, the disgraced CEO slash, like, project manager dude, and Mai, the student who has a deeply emotionally and has a deeply emotionally abusive mother, a entirely absent father, a a um a boyfriend who is now in a coma, a like friend who is uh, it's deeply implied that he is really interested in her romantically and romantically in a way that's exclus- exclusionary of just being friends with her and it just you you're dropped into this like mess of some of some poor girl's life and you see her make the conscious decision to help this guy out to figure out this puzzle box to figure out what happened to her against the wishes again and again of everyone around her and like then take ultimately take agency of the process and therefore her life in a way that it wasn't happening before because it's made very clear that her mother really despises her father really despises her grandfather, um, and so, in the first two episodes, there's this reoccurring theme of the fact that my place a violin, and you come to find out by, I think, the end of episode two, um, that Mai's mother says either you quit the violin, or you become a soloist. Those are your two, in my mother's mind, those are the two options. You don't play the violin unless you have a firm goal of becoming a soloist. And that sets up this idea that, like, my probably is used to just doing something for fun, and she's probably not used to just doing something because she genuinely wants to do it, not because she has some greater goal. Um, and it's a, it's a particularly, um, particularly fucked scene because the, the, like, escalation of the mother and, like, how severe she gets, like, she threat she, like, budged into Mai's room and threatened to throw her shit out. Um, her violin specifically, and like the they they make sure that you know that the show knows that this kind of like over like 
forced overachievement is not cool. And it's this, it's... When you see something like that in anime, it's most likely a convert, a actual commentary on the fact that students in Japan, in particular, are pushed to achieve for for the sake of achieving and having a better future and blah 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 blah. The same reason that students in America or anywhere are pushed to achieve, but they but oftentimes. Oftentimes, when a parent or parental figure pushes someone to achieve, but not, they aren't doing it in a healthy way. They're they're doing it, yes, for the benefit of the person question, but not for the benefit of that person's well-being in the. A, in the moment, and B, in the future. And you add that dynamic, which could be an anime all on its own. Um, there's an anime called The Ride Back about a young woman who basically becomes injured and can't dance anymore, and it's all about her coming to terms with the fact that she spent so many years of her life like, building herself up to be, to achieve, to, to achieve in one area, and she had such pride in that, her parents had, like, pushed her to do that, that when she loses that, she becomes this, like, broken person for a while, and then she discovers this, like, special motorcycle sport slash combat thing where she can ride transforming motorbikes. Um, another great version of what this of what that kind of like overachievement atmosphere can do to a person is um, a deeply sad anime, Your Lie in April, in which the mother in that is certainly a addition to my um, mommy and daddy hate you panel, which I am performing not this weekend but next weekend at Liberty City Anime Con. I believe I'm doing that... No, I'm doing that the, I'm doing that late Saturday, like 6 o'clock Saturday, so if you want to come check that out, you can. But basically in that anime, she pushed him so hard that she didn't just burn him out, she, like, basically set him on fire and watched him burn. Um, like motivational motivationally speaking um and so that's to say it makes sense that this girl would like want a boyfriend want a boyfriend who's like as laid back as takashi who's I, th- I think is the name of the kid who's in the coma and it also makes sense that like she would develop she would find it hard to develop meaningful relationships with people and the ones she did would be kind of laid back and kind of low risk, low energy in the way that their relationship seemed to be and but she would still care for them very deeply which is why she cares for Takashi so much and also it's the thing that motivates her at first 
to find out what happened. And as the show goes on, you meet the other two characters. They... And they all get to the bottom of it. I actually don't remember what the resolution is. But they all get to the bottom of this, like... And even if I did, I probably would I would probably try and not spoil it. They get to the bottom of this, like, puzzle box of a show that is built by episode two, basically. Um, and so... You have um, shows like Da Hack Liminality, where it's a puzzle box mystery show um, with really high stakes. And then you have uh, video games like Dot Hack and um, like the Dot Hack series, which are a more gamey approach to it, but still tangentially link to the, like, core conceit of people getting trapped in this video game, or people dying because of this video game, basically. Um, and then you have things like Dot Hack World, I think it's called, with a much more fun, much more light-hearted take on it. It's almost like, um... It's almost like Gun Gale Online. It's almost like Sword Online to Gun Gale Online. It's way less... It's way less it's got way less stakes to it, if that makes any sense. Um, and the result is this collection of properties that all examine the same core conceit from a bunch of different angles. There's, like I said, there's not this novel, there's, there's, there's um, YA novels, there's manga, there's anime, there's video games. Um, and it's all, it, it's all meant to create this kind of universe you can live in and live inside of, and, but the th difference with, between something like this and something like, say, Gundam, which also has a lot of the same elements, um, or even something like Ava, which wound up to have a lot of the same elements, like, you find about, you find out about Toji's mom, in the side story of a video game that didn't even come out in America. True fact. Um, but... And it's a PS2 game, I should point out. But... Be, that's, those things, things like that, and things like the Gundam games, and all that stuff, all came after the fact. It wasn't... It wasn't planned the way the Dot Hack stuff was planned. Dot... Dot hack, even more than Pokemon, because Pokemon already existed, Pokemon had already proven the model, was built from the ground up to be a multimedia play. It was built from the ground up to be able to translate in from video game to anime to to not to light novel to manga and back again. Which is why it birthed multiple anime, multiple anime over multiple years, and multiple game and like a game series. Um, I think it had a second game series even. Like the the first series, I think of four games, and there was another series of three games. Um, I think there might have even been an MMO for it. Um, it it 
was around during the right time, clearly. But it was kind of the first one that one of these one of those things that I've and really the only one of those things that I've seen that um strive to do that on purpose, if that makes any sense. And if you're like, but Alex, Pokemon does it on purpose, give me a sec. What I mean by on purpose is Pokemon is a video it is primarily a video game. Yes, it has cartoons, it has dozens of seasons of cartoons and hundreds of episodes and a double sized shopping cart full of movies. Um but it it all radiates out from the video game. The video game is where the like core fan base for it lives. Everything you'd be hard pressed necessarily to find people who watch Pokemon who don't play the video game. And the reason for that is the goal of the of all the stuff surrounding Pokemon it's to sell you the video game. Whereas the goal for all the stuff in the dot hackerverse, so to speak, is to continue to sell you all the other stuff. It all leads into each other. It's not just leading into one central thing. If you had to point to one central thing that dot hack was trying to sell you, it would be the $60 game, most likely. But the way that its model functioned, it didn't care if you just watched the anime and didn't have any other involvement. It didn't care if you just read the manga and didn't have any involvement. It didn't care if you read the light novels and were like, I'm good. Because all the stories are slightly different, all the stories have slightly different outcomes and different trappings and different styles to them. But, um... And in, in some cases, they're in different, like, uh, kind of eras of anime, so to speak. But, be and because it's so far wide, because the, like, property has such a wide range, it knows that you could come into one thing and never encounter the other thing. Not because you didn't care, just because you just don't um, encounter it, not care. But So in that way, and I would imagine that, that like one of the reasons why you haven't seen a whole lot of dot .hack lately is because that model requires a dedicated fan base to seek out the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, and the next thing instead of just saying, oh, I watched... I watched a whole season of Pokemon. I love it. There's a video game of that. And then you get catapulted into the video game franchise. And they have you. <laughs> Dot Hack, like, has all these disparate parts. That don't necessarily all add up to a whole. But they all have enough linking tissue where they're all, like, floating together. Uh, and it just, it's an interesting... 
it's an interesting thought experiment, like, to do something like that in anime, because uh, the... The best way I can actually really explain it now that I can I can liken it to anything that now that I think about it is actually the Marvel universe. So if you've seen Avengers, the the um not the latest Avengers, but um Avenger the the first Avengers where they fight the mutants, where they fight the aliens in New York, and then you go watch the first season of Daredevil. Daredevil is aware of all of that stuff happening, and it says, like, it, like, makes this thing, like, I think one of the jokes it makes is, like, you know, everything mattered a whole lot, and then there was a dude with a magic hammer, and nobody gives a shit about anything anymore. Um. It. It doesn't. It, it knows that stuff is out there, it knows to, like, poke at it and say, like, maybe you should seek this out. Maybe this is something you'd be interested in. But also, it's fine if you just watch Daredevil. It's a complete thing by itself. It's the thing about Pokemon is, Pokemon, I, the core of the core of the, po of the other Pokemon stuff requires that you have seen the first season of Pokemon, so to speak. I, like you won't you won't understand like where Ash comes from, what his deal is. You'll just encounter this eternal ten year old who's a moron, by the way, and just like have a may have a lot of questions as a thinking, feeling adult. Um, but Dot Hack makes sure that it gives you all the building blocks every time you watch a show, and it, it tells you what you need to know in the beginning of the show, and that will though that set of rules in that world in the dot hack universe will carry you through to the end of the show. And like I said, this is a really interesting way to think about a property like that because it's not about just marketing one core product. It's about marketing all the products and it's about this overarching deep-seated mystery to the whole thing, to the whole enterprise of .hack. And it, I I've was sitting playing Fire Emblem because that's my life now, and I would think to myself, like, oh, I should pick a show for my podcast. I should do that. Let me just give nine million flowers to this one person so I can steal them into my house. So I can abduct them into my house. Um, but I when I was when I was sitting there, I I was amazed by how much the like moment to moment not strategy gameplay of Fire Emblem was like an anime typically is. It is like a shonen war anime, basically. And that got me thinking about Dot Hack. And then I started thinking, I started hearing Seesaw in the back of my head, and it was all over. Which, by the way, if you don't know what Seesaw is, it's the, I believe it's opening to Dot Hack Liminality, and it's very distinctive. And you're just like, oh, 
now I need to go watch that show. And then I went and found it on Daily Motion, and here we are. So, with that said, my name has been Alex. Um, you've been listening to Lunchbox Radio. And if you're interested in seeing me in person and hearing me talk about something in a more structured way, you can come see any of my three panels happening on Saturday and Sunday, next weekend, the 10th and 11th, at Liberty City Anime Con in um, the Marquis Marriott, just which is basically in Times Square in New York City. I'll be there for once again for three panels. Those panels are um, Welcome, Welcome to Your Cyberpunk Future, um, Mommy and Daddy Hate You, and Full Metal and Beyond, an exploration of disability anime. Um, those will be happening chronologically in reverse from the way I just introduced them, but the first two will be on Saturday, the last one will be on Sunday, and if you can make it out, I look forward to seeing you. But until then, talk to you later.